0: This
1: episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins in the better than ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more
3: Welcome into the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringer's Nexus podcast the feed for all things fandom. We are Steve Almond Joy, the cuddly Sin City Bear. <laughs> we are Jomi, the explainer. Dideron, you've got questions. He's got answers. We are Old Man Van. He of the resurgent hairline. And we are Coke Baby Chuck, the 24-karat closer. Together, we are known as the Midnight Boys. I'm huge! Midnight Boys, coming to you live. Well, not live. I mean, we're live. On, we're location. On location. On location is what I'm Yeah, mean that's good. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. Las Vegas. We're coming to you from Vidara Hotel in Las Vegas. We have a beautiful look of the Mandalay Bay. And the Delano, the Delano. You guys remember that song? The uh, At the oh,
1: Delano. You, I mean for Relano.
3: You got okay, you guys you guys, you guys know something? I can tell a story about that song because I know who the woman being referenced in that song is. LeBron and Yes Jules. It's not. It's not yes Jules? I can tell you who it is. It's not. Wait, bleep this out. <laughs> it's not, it's not. It's, it's really not. Yes, not. Jules. It's not it's not her. The whole thing, I know exactly what it was about. I will tell you off the camera. It's not about LeBron. And yes, Jules. This is a great <laughs> it's not. It's, it's really not. That. I really thought it was Yes Jules for years. It's not. It's not interesting. It's not. It's not. It's not about LeBron and Yes Jules. I promise you. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm serious.
1: Speaking about LeBron and Yes Jules, can we just say, Yo, Jomi? He needs to get it together. He lost his shirt last night. Women chasing him through the streets of Sin oh City. My it's, God. it's a oh my What the God. hell happened? It was
0: like the opening of A Hard Day's Night. It See, was again, just the lies, mobbed. the
2: deception. See, they just trying man. to create a narrative Ew. out here. I've been on my best behavior. I, I got know, in at like six o'clock, right? Went straight to my hotel room, you know, and then we met up with the boys. We got burgers last night, right? Like this little Midnight Boys hangout.
3: I got a free Sunday.
1: Waitress gave him a free Sunday because he just can't turn the charm on. That,
3: that, okay, that that is true. That did happen. By the way, just to let you know, the waitress was fucking treating the rest of us like shit. <laughs> she was sweet on Jomie. When Jomie got there, she started being nice. That's actually true. <laughs> when Jomie got there, she's like, hey, sir, joking around, you can't do that.
1: Third. I will say Jomie, but uh a black man, whenever he says I've been on my best behavior, you know he's into some sickos.
2: I was in bed by eleven thirty, and you want to many- know why? Let me tell you something. You want to know why I was in bed on time? Because High School Musical: The Musical: The Series dropped right. an episode at midnight, right, and I had, get, right. and I had to be walking exactly. Bro, grab me
1: exactly. High
3: <laughs> Next Monday, The House of War returns to discuss the new Netflix series, Sad Man. You guys excited about Sandman?
0: Yes.
4: I am. Yes. Man.
3: I'm tapping into Sandman. Things, Tap have been, in.
0: things have been looking good for that show.
3: Yeah, I'm tapped into Sandman. Sandman has a nice little ethereal sort of look. I That
0: book scared me as a team. It was, was very like, this scary. It
3: was too, too much. On Wednesday, the Midnight Boys will return once again. We're back. We're riding the horses. The horses. The Midnight Boys. And we don't know what we're going to do in Vegas. There's been talks about all kinds of stuff. Charles said he wanted to go out. Um, a Jomi actually said he wanted to go out and shoot a gun, toxic Jomi. That's <laughs> what I said.
2: That's not what I um, said. Charles said <laughs> he
3: wanted to rent slingshots and go around. <laughs> his, you know, might see the Midnight Boys as far as we don't know what we're going to do, oh um, my but we're here. On today's show, we're going to discuss Batgirl getting shelved and what it means for DC slash HBO. The question is, the central question, is there a D.C.? <laughs> oh, no. That is Bro. the question. There, there, there might be. Who knows? You Who know knows? what I mean? Is there a D.C.? There's movies coming out, but is there a continuity? Is there uh, an apparatus? Is there a EU? Who even knows right now? This is
1: unprecedented. It's a very trust the process moment where they every couple of years they're like, nah, we're on track again. We're on track. And this is Girl news, this alleged Girl news that Girl will not be released anymore. Uh, It was supposed to be on HBO Max. It's not even going to be in theaters. They're just taking $90 million and just writing it off. I have to ask you, Vid, do you think DC can ever get back on track? It was never on track,
3: but do you think DC can ever get on track? I'm going to answer that question. I'm also going to do something else. I'm going to finish the intro because then after that, after that, the long-awaited return of Midnight Court is Avengers versus Black Panther, but now I have to, so we're doing that, we're doing Midnight Court. Look, you guys, we're feeling frisky. We're a couple of frisky, ooh, you feel that feeling? That's frisk. It's all over us. So we do things out of order. Who cares? Time to answer Charles's question. I think this signals the end of the DCEU as we know it. Um, so let me, let me tell you why. And I'm not trying to be a hot take artist. I thought about this. As a matter of fact, I try not to be a hot take artist. I try to be... You know what my takes are? They're not hot, but they're like... They're like... You know how something... You put something... You take like a frozen dinner. And you put it in the microwave. And it's adequate when you get it out. Or it's really hot in the center and cold all around. That is actually your takes. Probably my take. It's hot the deeper you get to the middle, baby. Because you got to think about it. Wait, wait, I got wait. TV food takes. Why
2: would it be cold on the outside but hot in the middle? Wouldn't it be hot on the outside and then cold on the inside? I don't know, Jomie.
3: Jomi
1: actually makes more sense. Fuck you. So here's the thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I'm making a little money at Spotify or Ringer. I don't eat frozen food fucking anymore. Mm. Yeah, Neither do I. I haven't done this
4: for a long time.
3: By the way, that was oof, elitist. Wow. Um, so let me tell you why I think this is the end of the DCEU as we know it. First of all, there was never really a DCEU. Yes. There was a Snyderverse, <laughs> so so that's the first thing. The DC uh, EU was never something that was cohesive. It was never something that was comprehensive. It was never something that uh, was able to pick up any real steam or traction. It was a bunch of different movies made that had a, a loose association based upon the characters um, that were going to show up in the Justice League. Beyond that. There wasn't very much plot that tied them in. There very wasn't very much direction involved. They never could really get it done. Uh, and so, obviously, with the complete failure of the end of it, when you talk about Justice League, and then somebody, some people will call this the, the Snyder Cut a failure as well. I didn't think it was. I think what we're seeing now is that uh, the new regime, which Zombie has been informing us about, is not interested in... Uh, pump faking and stutter stepping and doing all of that stuff they're interested in the bottom line and i don't think that they're as obsessed with competing with marvel um as the old regime was i think what they care more about is making a profitable sustainable uh entertainment brand they said it
1: they want a bunch of jokers they want a billion dollar grocers (laughs) that may not be connected but the thing that i'm worried about and the thing that I think has always frustrated me about DC is like, we rewrite history when it comes to the MCU. But the one thing that the MCU did and Kevin Feige did is like, they released a bunch of shit movies, but they were always being like, the next one will be good. The next one will be better. And even when the movies sometimes didn't work, like Iron Man with, uh, with Mandarin, they figure out how to do it with Shang-Chi. They're always figuring out like learning lessons, being like, hey, even if this movie wasn't the greatest, we're going to keep bouncing back. We're going to learn from our mistakes. I'm going to be real. After the first Justice League, they were like, oh, people just don't want a Justice League movie. I'm like, no, you could do another Justice League movie. It just needs to be better. And I think DC is so afraid of their failures in a way that Marvel honestly like puts their arms around it, learns from it. So it's just like, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for another DC is trying to do this again. It's kind of
2: too late. Joe? I don't think Marvel was released like I mean, we we've had this conversation a thousand times, but I don't think Marvel has, like released like bad films like back to back to back the way like DC has. I mean, Thor: The Dark World. I mean, those but, later Iron Man films.
3: I mean, but I remember I said that right in Phase Two. You know, we, I, I just I'm not gonna accept that Iron Man Three was just like whack. Some people loved it. Some it wasn't a excited. great movie. It I, wasn't even a good I movie. I really like enjoyed fun. Iron Man Three. Same. Even at the time, people were like, "It's a good this movie. It's good. Not, it's it's good. good."
2: I wouldn't say it was crazy or it was like special, but it was good. Right. Far from bad. Yeah. Far from bad. Though the dark
1: world, like you have
2: all the right. Like I right. so I'll ask you
1: this then. <laughs> Wonder Woman, Aquaman, are they better than Thor the Dark World
3: or Iron Man 3? I would say I'll be are. honest with you. I, I don't think Wonder Woman or Aquaman is better than Iron Man Three. I'm gonna be real with Wow. Weird. Wait, okay. <laughs> now hold on. Now hold on.
2: I would say that Wonder Woman is better than Iron Man
3: 3. I don't think
2: Wonder Woman is as good as
3: Iron Man 3. I don't think better. that's true. I think Aquaman and Iron Man Three are on like the same level. That's
4: a lie.
3: I love I, all three of these movies. The movies that I like, I would call them all in a dead heat. Basically, they're all the same quality. That's, that's really not. If you said down. Iron Man Three was better than Batman vs Superman, I would agree with you. Batman vs Superman is not good. We're getting that's not fucking, hard. That's, that's not hard. <laughs> that's not <laughs> so, so, not, so, we're so 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 track. so. But 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 let's let's bring it back. So, Joby, you were finishing a point. Go ahead. So the you know.
2: Long story short, the long and short of it is that DC and well, it's not really DC. I would say Warner Brothers is at a crossroads after being acquired by Discovery. Uh The guy in charge, I can't remember his name for the life of me at this very moment, is cutting costs at like an exponential level. I think I read somewhere. I want to say from the Hollywood Reporter, Jason Keller. Jason Keller, the guy in in charge of Discovery Plus right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, They need to cut like $3 billion. Okay. So that includes Batgirl, and we don't know what else as of right
0: now. So the the article states that um, basically they have shelved both Batgirl and the Scoob sequel, sequel to that great animated film Scoob, Likely for tax reasons okay, uh, to, so, as a write-off because the film is too big. The budgeted film of $90 million is too big to be put on streaming services because that would add a budget of like 20 to $30 million to market it or too small to release in theaters, adding even more so to market it there. So, so they shelve both of them as a write-off to basically cut those losses that they would eventually that, have in a restructure for prioritizing streaming.
3: And that also means that because they did that and they involved the accountants that they are forbidden to ever monetize the movie in any way. That cannot happen because they use it as a tax right now. Okay, cool. I, the business side of it is is well understood.
1: Wait, can I ask people. you guys this question? Don't mean to be this guy. Do you think Batgirl... Do, they, do you think they saw Batgirl and were essentially like... Can't do it. Can't release no. it. Like, so no. So, so here's no. the thing,
3: though. No, that no I just want to But here's the thing, though. No, that doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why. It, this is such a shrewd and unpreced- unprecedented business decision that it doesn't even matter how good the movie is. I'm not saying it's bad. I was just... I, 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 I know. So what I'm saying is, if Batgirl was horrible, I, how many horrible movies get released to wide releases all yeah. the time, right? You put your fucking movie out. You put your movie out because there are are creatives involved in the movie that worked on the film in good faith. You put your movie out because you want to recoup what you can on the movie. You put your movie out because it's part of a financial strategy and a a quarterly earnings basis that you have put out and you are way too far into it to back out now. You put your movie out. To not put the movie out a movie that had Michael Keaton in it a movie with a character that We're has crazy. a very established comic lineage going back decades is so brazen to me number one it's 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 when i say shrewd i mean dangerously shrewd if i'm a creative that worked on that movie and we talked a little bit about this at dinner last night i'm livid yep i'm livid if i'm the lead here because whether the movie flops or whether it doesn't flop, the exposure that you get from being in that type of role, if you are a writer, if you are anybody, it doesn't matter whether or not you get paid. Your career is not based upon how many, how much you've gotten paid. Your career is based upon building on things. And that includes building on failures. So for them to make this decision, it signals something so much deeper about the creative apparatus at DC. Not just the business apparatus, but the creative apparatus there. And what they're willing to sacrifice, what they're willing to do to, to I guess, right the ship. Like, this was the nuclear option, if you ask me. And I've, like... and Oh, and, uh, way
1: past nuclear. You know how many people worked on this movie that, like, Michael Keaton, you pissed him off forever. Yeah. You pissed, like... And to think about it, what? They did this with Batgirl... Meanwhile, Flash. I don't like. I don't care how good or bad the Flash is. When I sit down in the theater, I will not be able to see. Like, I will not be able to erase everything that Ezra Miller has
3: done. Can I can address this real quick? Ezra Miller is a fucking. I don't want to use any ableist language, but Ezra Miller is is fucking out there, right? And they don't deserve to have. uh, Um a film, a tempo film like The Flash. They just don't with everything that they've done. We've seen this in Hawaii. It's very dangerous. It's weird. It's scary. Not releasing The Flash movie, though, hurts so many more people than just Ezra Miller. Like It it hurts. It exponentially affects so many more people than Ezra Miller. If The Flash movie is trash or if they want to write it down, the same thing. That's one thing. But Ezra Miller's conduct, as fucked up as it is, we have to kind of look past that when we're talking about whether or not the Flash movie is going to release or whether or not it's not going to release. That is what you get in bed with when you're DC, and I understand that. But they probably should put the movie out. Now, this isn't me saying they shouldn't or or like they should or should it. It's more so me
1: being like, it does send a message when you're like, you have a woman of color being Batgirl take a bath on the 90 million. We're still going to get a flash movie there. Is, I, I, would, I would be pissed. I would be like, yo, like after everything we've seen in the yeah. news with Ezra Miller, if I was working on backer everyone from the top to the bottom, I'd be like, yo, this is not only is this not
3: fair, but this seems like a slap in the face. Uh, it, it is. It does seem like a slap in the face. I can understand that, but it's, it's an intriguing slap. Um, Who? What is the young lady that's the lead in Bad Girl? Leslie Grace. Leslie Grace was Uh, also in um in the Heights. Into the Heights. Into the Heights. So we we haven't yet. At least I haven't yet heard from her. Has she talked about this yet?
0: She's expressed in multiple interviews that she was very excited. This is before the movie was canceled. That she was like super excited for the role. Uh, The movie was going to be great. She's really excited about it, and as well as a couple of other stars being. Uh, excited about it now. Uh, I'm guessing that they'll be NDA'd out of their minds to not talk about this during oh, any future press you, or anything you, like that.
3: You, that's going to be impossible. This is too public. Like they, 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 I'm sure there are certain things they won't be able to talk about. But if you're telling me right now that there's never going to be a point in time where Leslie it. I'm saying never, but like in about, the
0: immediate, like, but people are probably quiet I, I, I,
3: now. I'd be very surprised. Like like, I'd be very surprised if, if you're not allowed to ask her, she's not allowed to talk about how she feels about the movie, because that's a
0: lot of lost
3: time. Yeah, about how she feels about the movie being. Think about the
1: prep time that people go to get into shape to be a superhero. Like, Batgirl, prep Batgirl, time. Batgirl, prep time.
3: <laughs> God damn! <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I beat,
2: I you, by right. what what beat you, you by one second. I beat you by one second. I said it first. When he, listen, when you listen back, I had it first. I was like, prep time? No. Nope. <laughs> I could cut point. you out. <laughs> That's true. Charles, to your point, the directors, uh, the same guys who did uh, Bad Boys for Life are, are of Moroccan descent. You know what I mean? Like, So it's interesting that like a movie like that, they're like, ah, we can... We can get this thing out of here, you know? It's something... I think Scott Derrickson made a point about this yesterday on Twitter. Was like, it's interesting. You know, they got the movie with the people, the people of color directors and the person of color lead out of here like that. That's interesting.
0: I wonder where all of the, you know, uh, bot accounts to release the Batgirl cut will be after all of this. All
1: right, before we get to Midnight Court, I have to ask y'all. Do you think that there is any way that the DC ship can be like course corrected are we too far go- like have has the football been pulled away
3: from us one too many times and we're just kind of exhausted so i'll give my take the answer is of course they can get it right the only thing that it takes forget about the dc eu forget about the mcu forget about any CU or anything <laughs> of all of it forget about any you know what you need to make great movies you need great filmmakers yeah. who are committed to telling great stories that work with great talent and what happens is when you're making movies like these sometimes when you're having uh when you're dealing with characters that aren't necessarily Characters, their cultural staples and money machines. What you have are too many hands involved in the way that character should be portrayed, in the way that character should be marketed, in the way that character's story should be told. That was the refreshing thing about the MCU. You can do whatever you want with Ant Man. You could do whatever you want with Thor. Nobody's looking over your shoulder. You can do whatever you want with Iron Man. If you want to take Iron Man, and make him into a snarky, wisecracking, billionaire scamp, you can do that, and nobody's going to come at you about it. I mean, they tried to do Demon in the Bottle, and they were like, all right, back up a little bit. Well, back well, up a little bit. But they 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 tried to do Demon in the Bottle after they had already established the character yeah. that they were doing, right? Um, and to be honest with you, I think that, that was after Disney got involved, which kind of changes things a little bit so what I would say one second so what so what I would say is with 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 situations like this if they let people create and if they are dedicated to that mm-hmm. they could easily make great movies with these characters they let they gave Nolan a blank slate to do whatever he wanted and look what Nolan did he, I mean look he at the can, Batman I'm not yeah. saying
1: you have to think Matt Reeves' The Batman is a perfect movie, but you look at that, you could tell that there's somebody who loves this character, who knows what he wants to do, and has a vision. And I'm like, I would rather that than this constant, like, we're trying to be like the MCU, we're not trying to be, we're not releasing our movies, pushing stuff back, I'm just like, just release great movies. Like, just come on.
0: I've never seen a studio more allergic to success than Warner Brothers has handled handled DC. Because like I know that it's not as easy as like oh just copy the Marvel playbook and then you've got gold because like that's a very nuanced thing that you build upon for years and years. The fact that they can't get even seemingly the right things right from the jump, like they can't tell us who's playing Superman right now. Who are your tentpole actors for you know the most important heroes that you have in your slate? We have two they don't Superman. Know. Right? I know, like we don't even know is the Michael B. Jordan project happening? Eh is any project that we can think of post, you know, Shazam or post things that, like, are even ethereal now, like, likely might not happen. What does this mean for the rest of the, you know, HBO Max slate of DC properties that were probably going to be either reshuffled or resold or maybe not happening at all? We just talked about Harley Quinn on Mint Edition. Are we going to get a season four of that? Like, they can't seem to write the ship in the grand scope of things and even the biggest, most popular projects like Batgirl, can't even get off the ground. I think they have to simplify things and
3: they have to decide what kind of stories and what kind of superhero shop they want to be. Marvel probably threw a little monkey wrench in their situation because who expected Marvel to get it that right? Of course they could do it. You know what they could do? They could could turn to the Midnight Boys right now and they could say, hey, come up with a kick-ass Mr. Terrific script. And we would just go and write a great movie Starring Amari Hardwick as Mr. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> okay. And we would make a great movie and it would be dope. And then you get two great movies. You, throw- you don't even have to make a great movie, standalone movie, throw in a cutscene. Boom, your cutscene gets you to your next movie. Or even don't do it. Don't fucking interconnect it. Just give us fucking Superman. Give us. The Batman. They gave us the Batman already. Three hours of walking slow.
0: Like give us like (laughs) like like like, like you're 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 turning sour on the Batman quicker and quicker,
1: Mister Hater. Not talking about our previous conversation off mic, but I see a little hatred coming from you, Mister
3: Lathan. I like it's not hatred.
1: This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight, so you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins in the better than ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more.
2: This week on Midnight Court, the prosecution, Van Lathan, claims that the defendant, Charles Holmes, was off his fucking rocker. Claiming that the MCU Black MCU film Black Panther was better than
0: 2012's The Avengers. All right, I am Judge Steve Allman, and this is the case of the Avengers versus Black Panther. The prosecution, Mr. Van Lathan, will begin with opening remarks, followed by Mr. Holmes. Uh, thank you.
3: Thank you, distinguished Judge Allman. Um, thank you to the listeners, the Midnight Riders and the Midnight Mob that um, are out there right now interested in investing into what we have to litigate here today. And what we're talking about is two movies that are classics. We're talking about two movies that reside in the hearts of not just all MCU fans, but fans of fandom everywhere. These are two titans, two stalwarts of this genre uh, that really make a difference, that stand out. The question is, how much? We are not litigating today whether or not both of these films are staples of culture. We're litigating which one of these films is more so, in my opinion, a staple of that. And in order to do that, the prosecution intends to set up some stakes. The prosecution intends to look at these movies in the way that fans do. When going to the film, going to the movies to see a superhero film, what are you going to see? I would contend that there are four different things that you need from your film. Number one, you need superhero hijinks and fun. Characters going back and forth Understanding the concepts and the stakes of their world. Number two, you need impeccable action sequences. Impeccable, high-stakes action sequences. That is the very fiber of these movies. When you were first a kid, it was the feats of these superheroes that made you particularly interested in following their careers and their lives. Number three, I would say that the modern superhero movie needs a dash of humor. With the outside uh, example of The Dark Knight, most of these films have caught their breath to make us laugh a little bit, to g- bring us closer to the characters themselves and get us inside. Uh, of their minds through humor. Something that the Avengers in 2014 does very, very, very well. And when we talk about superhero movies now, there's the last thing that we have to discuss. The last thing that we have to talk about. Stakes. Stakes matter. When we're talking about these films, what they mean to us, it is normally the most consequential movies Be they consequential because of what happens in the story, or be they consequential to what they mean to the genre that move us? The stakes. What happened after? What does this movie mean for? And when you look at those four metrics, the metrics to me that signify a good or great superhero movie, it is clear that. Not only is the OG Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers, a better superhero movie than Black Panther, it is a better experience. And I, and I also intend to show that as much as we love Black Panther, as much as we're connected to Black Panther, that some of that connection has absolutely nothing to do with the movie itself. A movie where a black man helps the CIA kill his cousin, but like it, 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 the, the, the movie itself, but our connection to our own culture, the prosecution hands it back over to the
0: court. Mr. Holmes, defendant, <laughs> your opening remarks. Thank you. Good
1: morning to the court, your honor, members of the jury and the esteemed prosecution. Y'all would indulge me for a second. I'd like to begin in 1966. I want you to imagine the newsstands full of vibrant and colorful comics. Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four. Oh yes, it was the Silver Age. But it might as well have been a dairy farm because there was nothing but milk on them stands. Just whiteness as far as the eye could see. In a world so diverse with different races, why was it so hard to find superheroes that reflected the real world heroes that boys and girls across America admired every day? Then came Black Panther. Created in 1966 by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, he was meant to fill this void. But don't let the present fool you. It took years for Black Panther to be taken seriously. Even though he wasn't created by Black people, his essence is fiercely ours. When you look back at Black culture and the art we produce in America, it is the story of taking less and molding it into masterpieces. The discarded parts of animals on plantations become soulful cuisine. The forgotten records sitting in our parents' basement result in hip-hop, one of the greatest musical and cultural genres of all time. And a seamless character created in the 1960s and mishandled for decades perseveres? Because that is what we do. And on February 16, 2018, in theaters across America, we once again saw what it is to take the scraps a racist world gives us and create something truly singular. Mr. Van Lathan, Mr. Adeneron, and Mr. Allman will try to convince you that today's argument is simple. What's the better film? Avengers or Black Panther. They will lean on the fact that Avengers is why we have the MCU, and they aren't wrong. But I am here to tell you today in this courtroom, I am arguing for something far more dire. I am fighting a war against nostalgia, popular opinion, but most importantly, I am fighting a war against cynicism. Sitting in those theaters on a brisk February night, Black Panther transported a generation. It made them believe in something bigger than themselves. Within the stories of T'Challa, Shuri, Killmonger, and Nakia, we saw our people. As the smartest, most gifted, most heartfelt citizens of this globe, it is what we had always seen when we looked at our own people. Ryan Coogler, Chadwick Boseman, and company did something far more important than an Avengers film ever could. Something that 2012's Avengers didn't have to do because of its makeup. See, they convinced the world that there's nothing more beautiful than envisioning a world where Black people are at the center of the frame. Not as slaves. Not as the help. No. But as the heroes. Now, I love me some Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Don't get me wrong. All right? Avengers is where it all started. But today, I hope you'll walk with me as I try to convince you that celebrating a movie for what it started is far less crucial than rewarding a film for the new president
0: it built. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to inform the court and this jury <laughs> that Mr. Adenron and myself will have no influence over the proceedings <laughs> of this case and move forward with evidence and calls for witnesses. Mr. Lathan, your witness. My first witness is a man who
3: staple. Staple in journalism, staple in fandom, staple in WWE. He currently does uh, Nick's breakdowns on the Yes Network in New York, one of the most major media markets in the entire world. Formerly of the Flavor and 2 podcast, currently of the Say Less show with Cass. The homie Cass is on the show now. Cass, where in the world do your people come from?
4: Uh, I'm first-generation Nigerian-American. My father and mother were both born in, uh, Nigeria. Yes.
3: Both born in Nigeria. Interesting. Can you tell us the first time you heard of the character of Black
4: Panther and what that character mean to you, meant to you? The first time I heard of the character Black Panther was, I think I was watching either the X-Men animated series or the Spider-Man animated series. One of those I wasn't big on the actual comic books, but I was huge on the comic book adaptations of TV shows. And I saw Black Panther as a character there. And they kind of threw they didn't really flesh out the Wakanda sort of backstory of Black Panther, but you just knew he was rich and he was from Africa. And I was like, oh, snap, that's like the Black Tony Stark. Okay, I see what they're doing here. Didn't think much of it as a youth, but it was only as I got older that I realized sort of like the mythology that came with uh, the Black Panther character and how much it meant to, uh, uh, you know, a lot of young comic book readers.
3: Coming from Africa and seeing a character that represented African excellence, how did that, what did that do for you? How did that change your purview in terms of comic books uh, in terms of this mythology, or did it at all?
4: It definitely uh, shaped my view as somebody who just loves, you know, mythology and comic books and superheroes and stuff like that. Like I, I was, to, to give it a little context, you know, I was big on Power Rangers and Power. I only liked the Black Ranger because he was the only black character. Anytime there was like teams of superheroes or teams of, you know, uh, 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 you know gangs or whatever, like. Even like the even the superheroes that weren't black, I pretend they was black just so like I could enjoy it more. Like I'd watch Dragon Ball Z, and to me, Piccolo was black only because he was like Woo! the closest thing. Say that again. Can you say that we right? Same thing with like Doug, right? I used to watch Doug back in the day. I used to just assumed Skeeter was black, but you know when I see the actual black characters and the actual with actual African ancestry, with with the story that I can, you know harken back to with my parents. And, you know, Nigerian parents will always tell you like where they come from and the the royalty that they come from and, you know, and, and the history. So it was always wonderful to kind of see a character that I didn't have to imagine, right? Like I didn't have to put like some fake backstory behind because they didn't want to put no black characters into the show, right? So Black Panther becoming this hero um, in Marvel and living in the world with Spider Man and Iron Man and, and Captain America and the X Men and all these people that I love so much, it was like, damn! Not only is he a black character, not only is he an African character, but Lois the Keys—he might be the hardest one out of all of them because he's richer than Iron Man. He got these crazy superpowers. He's got this. He's got a nation of people behind him. He don't got no secret identity. You know who he is. You know what I mean? Like he almost felt like godlike. So seeing that made me always feel like, oh man, like Black Panther's the dude. I didn't even, I didn't even associate the 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 um the movement with Black Panther. I I I initially thought, and I don't know if I'm wrong or right at this. I didn't do enough research uh, on it, but I always thought like the Black Panther group was named after the superhero because the superhero was so dope. That's how that's how removed from it I was. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, but that's that's how I looked at it as a kid. Obviously, I grew up and obviously, you know, figured out you know what it was. But that's 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 what Black Panther kind of meant to me. The more I kind of got to know who he was, sounds like the character of Black Panther was
3: very important to you, being an African and being a comic book lover and a comic book fan. Um, Indeed. In 2018, the Black Panther movie comes out. Sometime after that, on Twitter. There was a tweet from you, (laughs) Cass. The tweet, just so that the court would recognize the tweet, says, Uh if we're being honest, Black Panther the movie was kind of mid. (laughs) As someone who saw the movie and someone who loved the character,
4: Yes. What made you tweet that? Ah, there's one thing about Twitter and social media, it really doesn't uh, give nuance. So when I say Black Panther was mid, there's reasons why I said that. Uh, I would say, for one, I think I based Black Panther in, and, I, and if I remember the tweet thread correctly, I think we were doing like a discussion of like the best Marvel movies. Right? Like the best standalone. Like, if there's no universe, if there's no, oh, this movie's important because of this person, like straight up standalone. Like, yo, put this movie out. Is it a good movie? Does it stand up? Yes or no? And for that, I always say Black Panther, yes, it is a good movie. Like you can you can watch it. It's almost exclusively good that it it, kind of happened when it happened because you don't need to necessarily know the backstory. You don't need to necessarily know what's happening forward. It still stands alone as a very good movie. I said it was mid, however, because I remember when Black Panther was coming out, bro. I remember 2018. I remember the comic book space and the comic book movie space. It was very different than it is right now. And, And a lot of people could say, you could thank Black Panther for that. I think around the time the movie was about to come out, there was like this almost unspoken agreement (laughs) through all Black comic book lovers, Marvel movie lovers, all this stuff, to just be like, yo, we're going to come out and support the hell out of this movie no matter what. (laughs) No matter what. Thankfully ryan coogler delivers a hell of a movie right thankfully but when i said black panther was mid i was only comparing it to the other great marvel movies of the discussion right like if you line it up with the other movies it's like it's it's better than average you know what i mean it's better than the average marvel movie it is kind of like just The Lion King with superheroes, like if you're talking about like just the storyline. <laughs> and I'm not saying The Lion King's a bad is, movie. Is, if you can is, redo is, The Lion King, good. If you can redo The Lion King and you do it well, more power to you. All I'm saying is, yeah, I, I, there was so much. It was given so much when it was released and, and obviously with good reason. It did... It, I And... Of course this is 2018. I'm allowed to say that it definitely has aged better as time has gone on obviously with with the passing of Chadwick Bozeman and and just seeing just how important that movie was that was that was Marvel's first billion dollar movie if I, if I remember correctly uh first billion dollars solo. I would,
3: like, I would like I would like people to know that the passing of a, of an actor should have nothing to do with the way a movie is
4: should. Ages, but, no and, absolutely not but uh, what I'm saying is it does it does I mean, 2018 is a long time ago, and the comic book world has changed so much that much more mid have come out <laughs> since Black Panther. You got to understand, when Black Panther dropped, like, you had Civil War.
3: Because worse movies have come out. <laughs> you got to understand, but Civil War had the dropped. the before, maybe not as great. Kaz, nah. you're dropping bars right now. Okay, so look, Cass, last question. Yes, please. Is there any part of you that believes that culturally, this is a direct question, culturally, mm-hmm. we've made Black Panther out to be better than it actually was because of feelings? Yes or no? Yes. Thank you. The, the, uh, the prosecution rests. Cass, <laughs> you're an amazing man. Tell these people where they can find you.
4: You can find me on the Mass Man Show with Kaz uh, with my guy, David Shoemaker, Talking Wrestling. You can catch me on Say Less with Kaz, Loki and Rosie everywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can catch me on the MSG Networks with MSG PM with my co-host, Monica McNutt. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Love you always, brother.
3: He's <laughs> African. For my second piece of evidence, I would like to cite Rotten Tomatoes. Now, listen, the prosecution understands that Rotten Tomatoes is a poor metric of of movie love and knowledge. Understand that. But the prosecution argues that it's only a poor metric when it comes to the critics. If you look at Black Panther, it has a 96% on the tomato meter. To thermometer, whatever it's called, as compared to Marvel's The Avengers, the 2012 masterpiece that changed the entire Marvel universe, the landscape of Marvel, and the team up movie as we know it, that stands as one of the most important achievements in the history of not just superhero film, but film itself. Black Panther has a 96%. Over. 5% higher than the 91% that Marvel the Avengers has but what happens when you turn to the people and get the audience score of both of these films Black Panther drops a whopping 17 down to a 79% audience score. Whereas Marvel, the Avengers, has an identical 91% audience score from the viewers. Now, the prosecution is fair. Is it possible that there were some maggers that gave Black Panther negative reviews, sure. But the prosecution thinks something else happened. The prosecution thinks a culture that is dedicated to truth, as Black Twitter is, as Black culture is, found a place to actually talk about the fact that Black Panther is not... The same as Marvel The Avengers is not the same as Thor Ragnarok, is not the same as Civil War, is not the same as Iron Man 1, is not the same as these movies. And they used Rotten Tomatoes to do it. And that 79% audience score is actually, when it's all said and done, when we're talking about these movies in the totality, the proper rating for this film. It is a good, not great movie, while Marvel's The Avengers. Gives us so many different things that were one-offs and singular moments that stand in history. (laughs) Drunk of power. In the superhero landscape. That's my witness. That's my evidence. I turn it back
0: over to the court. All right, Mr. Holmes. He's African. (laughs) Mr. Holmes, it is your turn for evidence. Thank you. I would like to do something a little bit unconventional.
1: My first witness that I'm calling to the stand is a Mr. Steve Allman. Could you please take the stand? Uh, objection. You He's
3: the judge. Can
1: you bring the judge? As uh, <laughs> This is why Mr. Holmes requested that we have Mr. Arjuna as the judge. <laughs> uh, they said I couldn't. Well, so Mr. Please. Arjuna... I can. Is, I'll, I'll still I'll allow alky.
0: this for a moment. Uh, oh, as, we'll the, as, allow? This, as producer Steve, as that is a separate as producer character. Steve, not as the judge, but as producer Steve. Producer Steve is a separate oh, character my. from the judge. Excuse so me. Yes, I can. I, I'll note my objection. I don't know
3: what the <laughs> fuck kind of kangaroo? Objection is noted. What kind of kangaroo? <laughs> can court I Can I please? <laughs> note my objection. We are
0: running nothing but a kangaroo
2: court, Mr. Lathens I'll remind you of that. Arjuna is still walking from Caesar's Palace. He'll be here in six years.
1: Anyway. Could you please state your name for the court?
0: Stephen Allman, producer of the Midnight Boys.
1: Excuse me. Um, I should have been more specific. What is the nickname that you were given by Mr. Lathan on the Midnight Boys? I think it rhymes with activist. Uh, yes, he, he
0: calls me the Sactivist. Uh,
1: and what is the history behind this very,
0: very entertaining name? I'd really uh, uh, object. Can I object as a witness? <laughs> <laughs> relevance. Question? relevance. You're the, the judge. Producer team to judge Steve. Oh, yes. Uh, the, I believe the, the judge is ruling uh, relevance here.
1: I will just tell the court from what I remember. It is because Mr. Steve Allman loves to watch black movies with black ladies. Continuing. Your Honor, stop the cap. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Allman... Would you say that you are what we would like to call in the Black community an ally?
0: I I would suppose so, though it's not for me to say. As an
1: ally, then,
0: can you please
1: tell me why on the morning of July 20th you were so quick to say Avengers was better than Black Panther as if you didn't even give the movie created by and for Blacks it's just due?
2: (laughs) <laughs> I'm afraid
0: I'm afraid I'm going to have to invoke the fifth year for self-incrimination oh my god would like to call to order what and prompt Mr. Holmes to arrive at the point <laughs> they're, trust me there would your- <laughs> be a oh my
4: gosh <laughs> wow oh my we, gosh we won't
0: permit murder in a place of in a place of justice here
1: Mr. Allman can you please tell me how many black actors are in Avengers 2012's Avengers just name me in even in the lead cast. Are there any Black Avengers?
0: Uh, I believe uh, one Samuel L. Jackson is in the principal cast, and uh, that, that might be it.
1: From your memory, can you uh, list all of the Black actors that were in Black Panther?
0: Uh, 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 many. Angela Bassett. Legend. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o. Many, many.
1: Thank you. So then, wrapping up, I only had uh, two questions. What are your, your opinions on the movie of Ryan Coogler? Are you a fan of Fruitvale Station Creed? I am. Yes. Are you a fan of Josh Whedon, who I will remind the court has done some is accused of some
3: very <laughs> heinous things? <laughs> I, okay. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, what does the what, do, what does the conduct of Josh Weedyhead Whedon have to do with the quality I of these films? I would films? agree, Mister. Because I my, final, finish, bro,
1: my <laughs> final question.
0: <laughs> Me, the judge that. What do you that? think
1: has produced more important films? Fruitvale Station about police brutality, Creed about <laughs> rising above, Black Panther. <laughs> Creed Alra- I ju- should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> judge or, Steve Ullman would like to say Joss that the that that importance of, of directors' prior films does not bear any credence it on this. It does bear credence
1: because if we look at what Ryan Coogler has been able to do with less than Joss Whedon over time, I would argue. That we see that his movies are unimpeachable, where Avengers, let's be honest, could you actually, I won't even say it, could you please rate the Avengers
0: films for the court? And this would be my last question. Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Endgame, etc. Yes. I would say Infinity Wars first, Endgame second, Original, original Avengers, and then Age of Ultron.
1: So what you are trying to tell the court is that the third best Avengers movie that we don't even really talk about anymore is better than one of the most important black superhero movies of all time. Not even just the most important black superhero movie of all time. The most important superhero movie of all time. Is that what you're saying, Mr. Allman? If you don't have, if you can't answer it, we can, we can pass.
0: I think by the, by the transitive property, then what is, that is what you are saying that I'm saying, uh, all, I find all of those movies good and important in their own way, but I still maintain that the original Avengers... I can't believe I helped you make, an, make a fucking montage
1: for this next thing. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're not the only one. Thank you so much, Mr. Allman. I appreciate you coming to the stand. My next witness, can I please have Jomi Adeneron? <laughs> <laughs> Could you please state your name for the court, Mr. Adeneron? Oluwa
2: <laughs> Jomiloju Adeneron. Here.
1: Interesting. What is the... Could you tell us
2: the origin of your name? I can. It's Yoruba, it's uh, Nigerian in origin. Hmm.
1: And are any of your uh family members from Africa, potentially royalty?
2: <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that. My grandfather, may he rest in peace, is, is a uh, was a king.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So where are you from in Africa? One more time?
2: Um my dad is from—I honestly can't remember where my dad's from, but you know, uh, Lagos, Lagos, Lagos. My family lives in Lagos right now. Yeah. So, are you? Would you say that you are a proud African man? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I even got this uh, Nigerian pendant on my on my on my we love, right it, we love to see
1: love it, Mister Deneron. We love to see it. Love to see it. So, for the court, um, <laughs> could you please tell them what you wore to see Black Panther? Oh, Please man, describe you, in detail.
2: Man, you gotta you gotta check it out so on my Instagram. You can follow me at Joe May Deneron to this out. Please, uh, objection.
1: Uh, can Mr. Deneron not promote his own? Striking self-promotion <laughs> from the record. <laughs> Thank nah, you. What Continue, Mr. Deneron. What do you mean?
2: As you gotta see the fit, you know feel me? Um, no, nah, um, I wore a full full outfit. Agbada, the whole thing. I went all up. Man, you know, I had the hat, man. It was
1: the whole the feel I had the whole thing, bro. Do you, can you explain to the court why you wore that to Black Panther? Was it because there was some excitement? Were you trying to show pride? Yeah, man, it was Africans, bro. You know we was going, we was going up, man. Do you remember mm-hmm. what you wore to Avengers?
2: A sweatshirt,
1: <laughs>
0: a sweatshirt, some, and
2: some jeans, <laughs> and the he wore a sweatshirt, and the shoes my mom bought. Well, I saw, I remember. Well, here is the thing. You know what I'm saying? I remember seeing Black Panther the Thursday before it came out. I also remember seeing when I saw. The Avengers. It was a Saturday morning, a 9 a.m. showing at the Delamo 18 in Torrance, California. And it was one of the most transformative events of my life. Can
1: you tell me? Very short. Keep it very brief. What is Avengers about? 2012's Avengers. Well, Loki comes back with the, you know. Don't give me the plot. What is it about? What is it teaching the audience? And Teamwork. 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 And on average, how many uh, Marvel movies would you say are about teamwork? Well, what is it about
2: teamwork in this game we call life? You know what I mean? Every film is about teamwork. Even you can argue Black Panther is
1: about teamwork. So can you tell me, what is uh, Black Panther about? Not the plot, but what is the movie about? Teamwork. Hmm, it seems Mr. Deneron I- is unwilling to maybe contend with some of the heavier themes about inter- the diaspora, mm. uh, what it means for
4: no, that's black you make...
1: people to disagree, whether they're from Africa that's very true. or no, african american You're absolutely right. right. Absolutely right. It's also Take that everything I just said about Black Panther versus teamwork. My last question for you is, <laughs> what is the more important message for an audience, especially an audience that tends <laughs> to be comic book fans, could be a, a quite a bit racist. Which I would, would you
2: say is more important? I would like before I answer that question, I'd like to remind the court that the question is not which is more the important film, which is the better film. But can you please to answer, answer the question? No, 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 no I said, <laughs> please answer
1: the question. I, I just
2: wanted to make it known. Right, I, I will. I said I would answer your question. The, me, the message of Black Panther is, is a very poignant and important one, and that's the reason why people, you know, come back and say, wow, we this film does have a, a great message. To say like I really understand the the point that Ryan Coogler and Co are trying to make, and you know? it it resonates, it resonates you, very deeply. Last question:
1: Can you please rate the Avengers films from um, worst to best?
2: <clears throat> worst to best: yes. <laughs> uh, Age of Ultron, Endgame, Game, the original Avengers, Avengers: Infinity War.
1: Damn, twice in a row. We have people not even being able to say that Avengers is the best Avengers movie. Okay, thank you. That's all. That's all, Mr. Uh Please, I would more. like to call my final witness uh perfect. mr lathan can you please step up
3: yes hi how are you i'm doing well mr. <laughs> thank softy. you so much <laughs> uh
1: I'll, can you please state your name for the court
3: van lathan jr born april 16th
1: 1980 and um could you describe your immediate family the people that you live with
3: uh Calique abrams and who else bozeman the burner doodle. interesting
1: could you describe uh, where you got the name for Mr. Bozeman Latham?
3: Uh, Chadwick Bozeman, the late actor. Uh, c-
1: can I just know, is there any reason why you didn't name your very, very cute puppy? Love him very dearly. Mm-hmm. After anybody
3: in 2012's Avengers. Because I didn't personally know any of them. <laughs> and I knew Chadwick Bozeman. Rest in peace. A legend. You knew him.
1: Yeah. That is amazing. Well, that leads me to my uh, second. Can For the court, can you please play Exhibit B for Mr. Latham? I already know what this is going to be. I'm so
3: mad that I helped you make this. I already know what this is going to be. 99% of the stories that involve Wakanda, that involve all of that stuff, 97, involve T'Challa, because T'Challa is singularly one of the most important characters in the history of the Marvel Universe, especially lately. It became something that the culture, the history, the place of the character within not just Marvel, but within the actual real world, became something that was used everybody walking around doing the Wakanda salute to push it forward and it was based around T'Challa
1: the Black
3: <laughs> Panther
1: that's T-
2: only Penta. that's the only number one pick Black yeah. Panther that's the only it's only pick. the number one pick
3: Black is the greatest but I didn't even notice because the trailer
2: was just that
3: good so maybe the best trailer of any Marvel movie ever maybe maybe the best trailer probably most likely is. For me, T'Challa lives forever. Powerful, powerful
1: words. Now, Mr. Lathan, whose voice was that on that (coughs) recording? I was Van. That was mine. I recognize that to be my own voice. So, uh, are you aware that all of those clips were just from this year? Mm -hmm. I found many episodes on podcasts such as The Amazing Higher Learning, The Midnight Boys, and The Ryan Russillo Pod of you fiercely defending and upholding the legacy of Black Panther. Now, could you answer this for me? Oddly, I found almost none of you regaling us with the importance of 2012's Avengers. Why is
3: that? Well, because Black Panther, the character, which is what I'm talking about in a lot of those videos, specifically T'Challa, and a lot of those videos for the, so that the court knows, are taking around the discourse for recasting T'Challa, is a separate entity From the movie Black Panther, which was released in theaters in 2018. See, Black Panther, I've been reading since I was nine years old. So my connection to the character of T'Challa is a wholly different experience, at least to me, than my connection to the film adaptation of one part of T'Challa's life. That's interesting because in a lot of those clips, we weren't talking about the comic books. We
1: were talking about the movies, but moving on. You, uh, uh can you, can you please, for <laughs> the, uh, for the court, tell us what your job, you're a man of media, right? I'm Wherever a man you of media, yes. You've worked TMZ, now you work at The Ringer. All right. So, um, media loves list. Could you just tell me on our own website, we both work at The Ringer, um, can you tell me the top four greatest superhero movies of all time?
3: I don't know. I didn't see that list. Mm.
1: The Ringer ranked, this is from one to four, The Dark Knight, Black Panther number two, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, number four, The Avengers. Not bad, coming in at number four. Rolling Stone, my own place of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you guess where The Avengers ranked? Uh, where? On their list of the greatest superhero movies of all time. I don't know. 41. Can you tell me where Black Panther ranked? I'm not sure. Number one. Rotten Tomatoes, which you already brought First of up. all, hold
3: on for on- a second. Hold, for, for, first of all, hold on for a second. If 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 I could interject for the court, that right there should render that list. objection.
0: He already talked. Talk. Objection! <laughs> Just answer the questions, <laughs> Mr. Holmes. Continue your questioning, please. Right, you brought up? Did you bring up Rotten Tomatoes earlier? I did. That's
2: nuts.
1: Hmm.
2: That's on their list,
1: on their list of the greatest superhero movies of all time, can you tell me where the Avengers was? I don't know. Number sixteen. Can you tell me where Black Panther was? Where number three. <laughs> Anyway, only a few more questions for you. You've been amazing, amazing. Thank you. You brought up Rotten Tomatoes. I did. And the audience, you compared the audience
3: scores. How much people liked the the movie. Yes, I did.
1: What do you talk about uh, generally on Higher Learning? What is Higher Learning about as a show?
3: It's a show about pop culture and political topics. It's a show that looks at those things on the Ringer Network every Monday and Friday tuesday and friday should i say through the black cultural lens through the black cultural lens yeah
1: then why would you tie to talk about rotten tomatoes in the audience score and almost brush past brought up a little bit the fact that the audience scores many of the time are from a fan base that likes to target movies that feature black characters women characters poc characters is there any reason you brushed
3: past that when you were very long-winded about a lot of other things? The reason why I brushed past it is because I don't think it tells the whole story here. Then the reason why I had Cass on as a uh as a um as a witness is because I believe, and I've been in many conversations, not just with him, but with other people who shockingly were too afraid to, to like, come on the podcast that Black Panther is a good movie, not a great one, but that we can't really speak on that uh, because of the fact that we don't want to be seen as traitors or negative to the culture. It's a very familiar refrain, and I think that the audience score reflects not only some of the vitriol that you're talking about, but people who have some of those attitudes as well.
1: Very well put. My last question for you, as I like to ask every witness that has uh, hopped on the stand today. Could you please rank the Avengers movies from greatest to least greatest?
3: Uh, Avengers Endgame number one, Avengers Infinity War number two, uh, OG Avengers number three, um, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron number four.
1: And you're a big fan of Captain America Civil War, which is pretty much an Avengers movie in everything but title. Where would you slot that in if you had to slot that into that list?
3: I would put a Civil War on the same level as the OG Avengers. But if I had to choose one, I would put Avengers before it. So I would then put Avengers, then Civil War, then Age of Ultron.
1: Interesting. It seems that we have three men today who looked at me as if I had lost my mind saying that Black Panther was better than the Avengers who can neither... any of them cannot admit that uh, it's the best Avengers film because it's not. The defense, the
0: defense rests. And now I would like to ask for brief closing arguments first from the, pro- first from the prosecution, Mr. Lation. Um.
3: First of all, I'd like to thank the court. I'd like to thank the Midnight Mob and the Midnight Riders for listening. I would like to commend counsel, uh, defense counsel on a very spirited argument. But I'd like to remind people of of something here. Defense counsel, in his arguments, very eloquently established why Black Panther is a very important character in the history of comic books. Defense counsel, very eloquently established why the movie Black Panther is a very important movie Culturally, for representation. Defense counsel, who I might add, is hiding his true feelings about the movie (laughs) Shang-Chi for the (laughs) same reason. (laughs)
2: The
3: court says no. For the same reason that a lot of people hid their true feelings about the movie Black Panther. So he knows what we're talking about. Okay. Defense counsel proved all of these things one thing the defense counsel did not prove was that black panther was a more enjoyable better movie than the avengers the prosecution would say it wouldn't matter if black panther was if avengers uh was the seventh best avengers movie that is beyond the point that is beside The point that is under and around the point. The point of this argument was, is 2012's The Avenger better than Black Panther? We, the prosecution, have attempted to prove the fact that not only is Black Panther inflated in terms of its goodness because of its cultural relevance, that a lot of people look at the movie as an art piece and not a superhero film. Not once has the defense even attempted to argue on the merits that Black Panther is better than the Avengers. We've talked about Ryan Coogler and what kind of movies he's made. There was a shot at Josh Whedon. <laughs> Who deserves it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was waiting for that one. Who deserves it? There was all types of petty fogging. There was all types of obfuscating. But never once did the defense even attempt to argue on the merits of his own film. Did we hear about CGI? Did we hear about fight scenes? Did we hear about comedy? Did we hear about performances? Did we hear about pacing? Did we hear about the cast? Did we hear about the arc? I would say that in Black Panther, your hero has no arc. Once again, he helped the CIA kill his first cousin. Like, but But we heard about none of those things because the defense knows deep down that you can't argue those things. Against the OG Avengers. We have a Hulk, Puny God, the circle shot in New York, all around them, the death of Colson, 10 bucks. This is not the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Boom, give me the tenor. Why? Because the hella carrier went up, baby. Not to mention, fucking Thanos is in the movie. I would say that when we're talking about villains, as much smoke as the Chitari gets, the actual villains of the Avenger movie is Thanos! You know what? I'm done.
0: Mr.
1: Holmes. I still remember the night we found out about Chadwick Boseman's passing. I was alone in my room, tears in my eyes, shock running through my veins. I had to write his obituary for Rolling Stone. My hands still shaking. Now, a lot of people wonder why I'm so cold on the Midnight Boys. Coke Baby Chuck has no heart. But I do. And I'll never forget that moment. It reaffirmed why I love these stories. Because I can still vividly remember sitting in Court Street Theater in Brooklyn and tearing up his chattel kells, As you can see, I am not dead. Black Panther is more than a movie. It's more than one comic book property of many. It's more than the Avengers could ever be. Why is that? Because Black Panther shows us Black people in all of our glory. We're nuanced individuals, but oppression often robs us of that nuance. And thus, we're seen as a monolith. Black Panther is a movie featuring generations of Black people, brother and brother, father and son, mother and son, king and usurper. On the biggest platform possible, it's a story of how we want to leave, the differences in Blackness in the Americas versus abroad, the responsibility we have to people who look like us, the radical ends we will fight for to liberate our people. Avengers could never be that because Avengers never had to be that. Black Panther isn't just a better superhero movie, but a better film than 2012's Avengers because it dares to ask difficult questions that are rarely depicted in big-budget blockbusters. I'll never forget the tears I shed in that theater as T'Challa is reunited with his father. In his words of warmth, I hadn't felt since I lost my own. I will never forget the tears I shed watching video after video of Chadwick connecting with fans because Black Panther meant so much to them. The prosecution was very eloquent, but at no point did they actually get to what makes Avengers such a powerful film. They couldn't even agree on it being the best Avengers film. But what I want you guys to leave today with is knowing that movies can change the world. But most importantly, movies can change us. As you can see, I'm not dead. Chadwick Bozeman forever, Wakanda forever. I rest my case.
0: All right. And with that, I would like to thank the court's time and the jury and direct our bailiff to direct this jury to where they can cast their vote and what to do next.
2: Now the case is in your hands.
4: <laughs> Head to the
0: Ringer social feeds to
2: cast your vote. And decide who wins the case of the Avengers versus Black Panther.
0: That has been Midnight Court. Thank you so much. Charles, that was really beautiful. You guys well
2: said. <laughs> that was literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I I sw- don't. First I first of all, I, don't get mad because I, I put y'all
1: on the summer jam I screen. Promise. Don't get mad. Like don't I try promise. to act like you didn't put y'all on the summer jam screen. That, y'all that, Y'all needed to come together like Boston. The, said, well, I said it. I said it.
2: The question was, what was the best movie? And At no point did you make any attempts to be like this movie is better than this movie because I mean, like we can say, like we can say here, and say important da like
1: you didn't bring up the plot of avengers once y'all didn't make this movie
3: better i brought it up i mean I again it's not open, it was my, it's not my argument open, to make open, right open arguments first of all by the way they are not they are the judge in the base <laughs> like, let like,
1: me get this off real quick y'all looked at me <laughs> wild so when i was preparing for this i'm like joe gonna get it he's gonna get it <laughs> that's fine i mean that's, fine. that's what happens y'all all, all right, gonna you can not talk this smoke fuck that
3: Somewhat chaotic DC conversation earlier. It was just announced while we were actually doing this podcast, which was as much fun as I've had doing a podcast in a very long time, that HBO Max is axing 70% of its development staff. Cooked! 70% of its development staff. Cooked. First of all, uh, very sad for those people and their families. Development is a very tough game in this city. Um, so very sad for them. Jomi, you know a lot about this situation. What do you feel like that means?
2: I mean... I think what I read, because I think I saw the same thing you did, that a lot of their scripted shows are getting up out of here. And so that is a problem. If you like the scripted HBO Max stuff. DC, not even, like, we're thinking, like, this is even bigger than that. Like, hacks, um, industry. If you like, all, all of that is under a microscope. And so we are looking at, you know, you guys said nuclear option earlier. We're looking at a, just a cataclysm of content that we may never we have not seen and may never see again. A lot of the stuff that we like to watch, a lot of stuff that we like to consume, a lot of the hashtag content might be on its way out. And that that's gonna that's tough. There's no other way to put it. That's just that's tough.
1: I will say like we joke a lot on the Midnight Boys, but yo, like for everybody who lost their job today, a lot of talented people were making a lot of great television, a lot of great movies. So yeah, like
3: hearts go out to you because uh, yeah, this just really, really sucks. That's terrible. One th- one more thing before we go. One more small thing. Explain to me, I'm actually unsure of the realignment that's happening, Jummy, between HBO, this motherfucker's sitting up, in terms of HBO and HBO Max. So the HBO Max brand, we feel like is ending.
0: Yes. yes. It seems to be. Uh, it, it seems to be that like at least a, a merger based on the discovery Uh, acquisition has kind of just been like, okay, if we can't offshore this to HBO proper, the HBO Max brand is kind of going to be going by the wayside, it seems. It looks like this is kind of going to be in the aftermath of its pandemic, like major release slate of like not releasing anything in theaters, only on streaming services, and then recouping certain parts of the catalog to go to HBO proper. Because they actually also quietly removed six... Uh, HBO Max exclusive streaming movies from the service today. Okay, so hold on for a second. Just so
3: so we know. And it's just so, this for a little clarification. I had HBO, okay, HBO Now was on my phone, but I had HBO Plus, was it called? HBO Go. HBO Go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like HBO Go was on the phone now. One of them was on the phone. Anyway. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: I had the HBO streaming service. That automatically became HBO Max. Yeah, they folded together, yes. Okay, so... What happens to that now?
2: I want to say, and again, not all this is just hearsay. Things I've, you know, just talking, being online, talking to people, da da da. Is that that like all that HBO stuff goes to Discovery Plus, and now you have to get you have to use your Discovery Plus. There's an HBO tab that you
3: would go and look at that or stuff Plus. on
2: not really it was like imagine well, well, Disney absolutely none of this is hub. official none
3: of this is actually none of no. this, this is official is, this we, is we, just, we're, we're, none of this is official speculation no, it's all speculation we were talking about what the possible business model could be and where the fandom content sits in there so that's what that's what we're yeah right it seems the, like
1: HBO Max as a brand is being dissolved it, the HBO that we had for years is going to basically be what it is and it seems like it's just going to be a hub mm-hmm. on the Discovery stream. And platform. the reason
3: why I say like Disney Plus is because Disney Plus has a big thing, and then they have Marvel, boom, 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 Marvel, Star Wars. Star Wars, Nat Geo, all of that stuff. like that.
2: Well, like on the HBO Max, you know, you have the Looney Tunes hub, you have the DC you do have hub. that, you do. And we and then you, when originally we thought like, okay, you get a Discovery hub, you know, that works. because HBO Max is the bigger, has you know, way more subscribers, da da da. But they're flipping it because the guy in charge, the Discovery Plus guy, so he's like, hey man. We gonna fold y'all into us instead of us folding into y'all, which again doesn't really make sense. Huh. But I'm yeah. not in charge, right? I'm just a guy.
3: I gotcha. Okay. What we're gonna do is we're gonna try to. Ex- ex- it, 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 we're here at the Midnight Boys. We're going to try to keep uh, our our hands and uh, around the shakeup, and we will make sure that we have um, answers for you guys and what the shakeup at. HBO Max means for your favorite show, so we'll 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 be on that. We'll hopefully be able to get somebody in here to give us some definitive answers here pretty soon. You guys, that was a lot of fun. Um, that is a wrap. Next Monday, next Monday, The House of R returns to discuss the new Netflix series Sandman. Next Wednesday, The Midnight Boys will return once again. Producer credits: Our producer, judge, and witness is Steve <laughs> Alton-Joy. Join me a dinner on uh, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag what you're gonna do when owa jomi ju how how you say it jomi Loju Alua jomi laju what you, hashtag what you gonna do when Alua Jomi jomi laju comes for you yeah nah, <laughs> no 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 no
2: uh-uh no nah, that's that- see I, it was funny it was jokes everybody was having a good time ha 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 I, i'm I'm putting my foot down under no circumstances that's going in that's not it's been, get, in. That's coming, like- let's I, but like that's what does that mean? that's ho- the little ho- bad boys. boys. Oh, bad boys! <laughs> no. bad what you
3: boys, gonna do? Bad boys! <laughs> what, you what, you gonna gonna do? what you gonna do? What you gonna do with? Oh, <laughs> to- that's not on social media. No. a uh, me. Additional production from Arjuna. Walkabout. Walkabout. <laughs> still walking in Vegas. <laughs> it's 100, 100, degrees. Well, 100 degrees outside in Vegas, and he's still walking around. Charles, take us out. Midnight Court is a wrap. We're about to
1: leave. And I really, really apologize for having to do you like that, Steve. Ah! <laughs> no!
2: Before we go, I just oh, I just wanna hi, I just wanna say like, you know, this all of this is um You know, definitely like disappointing because there are a lot of things that we would like to see in the future. And meal, they may or not, you know, come out, and that that's really sad. But I just want to be very clear about one thing: if Young Justice doesn't come back. For a new season, that's uh, the first thing they should get Yeah, rid of. That, that actually is um, The pack is see, is, see, no, see. Now, this is the first thing, they and should this get rid is of. and this is how I know y'all not really like. We not really friends, like y'all. If y'all love me, if y'all really cared, then y'all would want that to come back. J- Jomi's
0: bad luck juju is probably I, gonna go. Through if, the Jomi roof with a with show, if Jomi likes the show, if Jomie loves the show, that shit
1: is out of here. The, I can't.
0: I, it really is. If Jomi so I likes this. what you did, you're probably decanonized at this point. Jomi, I don't want to hear
1: talking about Avatar ever again because I'm trying to get these movies.
2: You know, I would just uh, yeah, no, that that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Also,
0: Joby if you could really start to like James Cameron's Avatar, I would really appreciate <laughs> that because I don't need four of them. I'm not going to say I'm a hater on Do James Cameron. Like Av- Av- Do you like? Avatar? Do you
3: like James Cameron's Avatar?
0: I liked it in
2: theaters when I was like 11, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then I watched it at the crib, and I was like, hey man. So wait, what
3: why isn't he a fucking? Home? By, by the way, here's the thing about Avatar:
0: great plane movie. Sure, it's nothing but a plane movie. Has he? Like, it, it's, is it? of that movie, H. Well, no, no.
3: For no. Hell no. <laughs> no. Let me tell. You, let me tell you something right now. If <laughs> <laughs> they make one more movie, so look, they just kept. So look, they just kept taking this archetype of white people fixing everything, and just kept it going further and further and further till they got to deep space with it. At first, it was like, hey man, take a white dude, put him over in Samurai Land. He teaches samurais how to be true samurais. Boom. Then it was. It was Fern Gully. It was fucking
0: in the past. Van, what's your next installment in the White People Fix It series,
3: Bruh, Like it would have to be White People Fix like time travel, like White People <laughs> Fix like the multiverse, because like we got so White People white Fix, people the fix White people figured out to help White people. White people solve racism. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so and so then and then, and then it takes White people. The people, the, the Navi are there trying to do their thing, but they can't fucking figure out how to beat the white people until they get deep in space. A white man has to come and show them how to do it.
1: It's also crazy that can you imagine pitching the film? Like, and I like Avatar. Like, I like yeah. it too. You're just like, yeah, the white, the white people though, they're gonna go into the natives' bodies. They're gonna go into like they're gonna be like that. It's yeah. gonna be like a white person inside of a, you know, a person of color's body. Right. And the execs are like he's a genius give like, like hey,
3: a billion dollars. billion dollars a billion dollars James a billion and then it's like look I get it but maybe if he'd have gone there and he'd have like helped Laz Alonso's character right on the back of the Taruk Moktau like it, it's like he was like he was the only one everybody they're all scared of Taruk Moktau or whatever because of Taruk, because they fear Taruk. but of course he doesn't fear Taruk. Because he's white. He fears nothing. (laughs) He fears nothing except accountability. All right. (laughs) White savior movies, man. I'm sorry, Steve. But look. But look. Some of them are good. We can't fucking front. Dangerous Minds is good. You know what I mean? The Substitute, which is kind of a white savior movie. Some of the white savior, they're not all bad. Some
1: of the white savior movies
3: hit. It's fine. We can admit it. Batman is like a white savior. You don't think so?
1: I mean, I will be honest. There's a lot of copaganda and, like,
3: rich billionaire playboy comes to, like, save the hood. Like, Yeah, of course. But we fuck with it. We we suspend our disbelief. Well, I tell you what, I know what we know wouldn't happen if that was Wayne Jenkins under that suit. All that right. motherfucker would be in jail. Okay? If that was... You let them even think... That Batman was black, a thousand years. Hey, what the fuck you doing here? I got the criminals. So what? Why don't you go back to the low bottoms? And figure out- <laughs> All
2: right. Wait, no. We'll-, well, we're still talking about white savior movies. Was Was Freedom Writers good? I liked it.
1: Wait, which one? About-,
2: about... It's like Hillary Swank. She goes to like the school. I have no, not what? seen Let's that.
1: Get, fuck no. I liked it. <laughs> <We're> not,
2: <bro. laughs> no, I just I remember showing us in school and then I was like- I will say That school? was like the first time I had questions like, what is this white lady doing? What was the like football this?
1: one that they showed us in school all the time? The, uh, I can't remember. The big black guy? The big black guy? The longest yard? That. No, who gets adopted by the white woman? Oh, oh, Sandra, that's Sandra oh yeah, that's the, uh, the, blind the Blind Side. Side.
3: Blind that's <laughs> the worst
4: one. Hey, <laughs> hey,
3: that's the worst one. That was the one. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, that was the one that made you look at all the other ones with the side eye. Yeah, because, because it's like because, okay, what are we like, doing? Yeah, here? that was that was the worst one. That was that one was the one to where it was like so you know the last Samurai came out. And all of those And you're like whatever we, But then when the blonde side Came out I'm like
0: Nah man This when don't the feel right When the white woman
1: Goes
3: to the hood And starts yelling at people I'm like she
1: The trailer of that movie Looked the like a
0: thing That Tropic Thunder Would make fun of
3: Yeah Yeah she, see, she just see Oh that's Big Mike Let's give him a place to live By the way Shout out to Michael Orr But the story in real life Is you know They wanted him to go to Ole Miss so that's why <laughs> 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 so they wanted to go to old age. It's not like they was just bring Big Mike in. I am like, that's a you. I'm surprised That didn't start like a whole fucking era of white people driving around in the hood trying to kidnap big niggas. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> nah, bitch.
1: Time me. out,
3: bro. Nah, like, look at him. Look oh, at him. Yeah. Hey, longest yard hey, challenge. Hey, Carol, what size shoe do you think he wears? <laughs> Fifteen.
1: We got extra
0: room for <laughs> Blindside challenge. Blindside uh, challenge. Can we get
1: to midnight court? They got a fucking midnight I'm court. Okay,
0: oh, versus Black Panther. Let's do it.